0: What's up everyone? This is Albert with German in the Welcome to the Blue Thoughts Podcast. And here we are again. Uh, we missed you guys last week and we are here uh, excited. Uh, the Lakers game is wrapping up right now. We're excited about that. But um, first of all, we'll start uh, with the best thing that's happened to us or the best thing we've seen this week. Um, I'm gonna start off with just the Lakers. I've been enjoying watching the Lakers uh, give the heat uh, a beating. Um so that's been fun. It's exciting to see if they can possibly win their 17 championship. I'm not going to say it's going to happen because I don't want to jinx it, but I've been excited about
1: that. How about you guys? Uh, well, the best thing I saw this week is uh, I helped my sister move in. Move in uh, she moved a little closer to us now. She was living out maybe like an hour and a half. Two but two. Away. Yeah, pretty far. And if you guys want to know where she lives, tune in. We might share it at the end of the show, maybe. We might give you her zip code. Maybe. <laughs> you have to wait till the end, though. Or the middle. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the best thing I saw this week, uh, the MLB playoffs that started going. Uh, baseball's fun, man, and I know. I know. The narrative, the national narrative, is that baseball is dying off and I know that it's a sport that if you weren't raised with it you don't like it I love baseball man playoff baseball there's nothing like it so watching just baseball all day this week was so much fun Um, the Padres had a lot of fun the Dodgers are really good the Yankees seem to have turned it around the Twins are
0: the Twins anyway it's the best thing I saw this week yeah, well, um, with that, um, before we get into it here, Trevor made a great uh, cold brew drink. Shout out to you! Oh, yeah, uh, it was good. It was um, smooth. What do you guys think? I liked it. It was <laughs> I'm you made
1: it. <laughs> it was definitely smooth. <laughs> I, I I liked it a lot. I, yeah, I, I thought... might have I might have it again. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty
0: refreshing. You know, and it definitely gets you caffeinated and. It's a good afternoon drink if, if you're into, the, like, yeah. dark coffee and <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, cool. Um, so w- w- what's going on in Major League Baseball now? You were just talking about it, German. Um, Baseball, so we got a
2: uh, – so baseballs are in f- the, the the players are in full swing. I think that one of the biggest takeaways from the week or one of many, I should say, uh, the Twins are still the Twins. The Twins are the team that makes it to the playoffs. They do really good in the regular season. You get really excited. Oh, this is the year. And then they show up, and they do absolutely nothing. Um, and so they, they went into the playoffs, and I think they've lost 18 straight playoff games, the Twins. So their MO is to get into the playoffs get swept and, 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 and leave mm-hmm. that's what they've been doing so that was not as fun w- one thing that came out of that series they played against the Astros the Astros came out a little confident yeah. the Astros seemed to have their pep, a pep in their step again uh, Alex Correa he's talking again the Astros in the regular season were kind of mopey, they're serious and, and at the end of that series you saw them smiling again and they're starting to feel themselves the Rays and the AL are, are just super super talented and I think that, that series with the Yankees is going to be so much fun I think the winner of that series is going to go all the way to the World Series in the AL, in my opinion and in, and in the NL, the Dodgers took their business uh, the the Padres were pushed a little by the Cardinals, but they took care of business. The Cubs, man, those dudes showed up. They fell out. They fell on their face, mm-hmm. and they completely um, so. You know they they you know soiled the bed. They they peed themselves in the bed against the the Marlins, and so the Marlins were well done. And the Braves, the Braves are a lot of fun. I love to watch them. And so that's, so all around baseball is, is in full swing. The, the division series
1: start this week. Um, yeah, some more stuff coming up ahead. Yeah, keep keep your eyes out for the Dodgers-Padres matchup. That's going to be a really fun one. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think, I think possibly the, the Yankees are... Depends who comes out, but between the the Astros and the and the A's, but yeah, and it's it's gonna be very interesting. to see. Yeah,
2: I, I think the Yankees the, the Yankees are the same kind of like the Chiefs from the standpoint of the Chiefs are gonna score,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and they simplify the game so much where they're just gonna score. So uh, when you go up against the Chiefs, they're gonna put up thirty. So if you can score 30, you can keep up. If you can't score 30, you're not going to keep up. And the, that's the Yankees. The Yankees are going to score five, six runs a game.
1: And they have arms.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's just they can be down 3-0, they get 2 men out base, and they just have so many home run hitters that one swing of the bat and they're back in it. Yeah. And so it's just they have they're, – they're, they're super – frustrating to watch, I think, it, because if you're there, a uh, fan of the other team, you hate it, but mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. But I, I think, yeah, the best matchup we're going to see, Dodgers, Padres, and it's a bubble system.
3: Yeah. So
2: it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out in the bubble. Uh, I think the, the National League is playing in, in Texas, and the, and the A.L. is playing in, in L.A. And so we'll, we'll see how, how it all plays out. As they, as teams adjust to stadiums that they're not really accustomed to, and so it's so the Dodgers are having home field advantage. No, no, the Dodgers are in Arlington. They're in the no,
1: National League. Yeah.
2: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so Dodgers. No, nobody has home field, really. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but baseball did announce they will have, I think, for the championship series, they will have eleven thousand eleven. 11,500 tickets sold okay. So they'll have some fans oh, wow. Once the the, the the playoffs keep advancing So an eye out for that But it's so much fun Baseball It's my favorite playoffs Out of all of them Baseball, uh, Basketball included Football included Baseball is my favorite playoffs. Really? What what, what, what about it? Because anything can actually happen. Okay. You're living off every single pitch. in basketball, you're not living off every basket because the first quarter, you know, basketball is a game of runs. So a Mm -hmm. team can go down. Like in today's game, the Lakers were down 13 the first quarter. And now, you know, they're down whatever, two, three at the moment. And... So it, it's you know there's ebbs and flows and football the same thing. Where in baseball you're you're on pins and needles, especially if it's your team playing. You're on pins and needles. Every single pitch can just decide anything. Uh, you go in there thinking, man, my ace, and then your ace kind of lays an egg, and he only pitches three innings, and now you're screwed. So everything and how everything correlates to each other. Baseball, it's so much fun. I love baseball. And so yeah, so that's the baseball. That's baseball. And in, in a nutshell, as what we're seeing right
0: now. Yeah, so NFL, um, I think the game of the day was supposed to be uh, Patriots versus Chiefs. And that got held back because um, Cam Newton got COVID. So we'll be, we'll be seeing that for Monday Night Football. So we're going to have two Monday Night Football games. That's fun. So, yeah, that should be good, right? I mean, that's going to – people love football. I mean, they usually open up the season with two double headers, right? Yeah. So, so CBS has that one. Okay. Yeah. It's an hour before. Um, as far as today, any surprises here? The Cowboys? The, the Browns beat the Cowboys 49 to 38. That, that was pretty, that was a shocker. Thing.
2: Maybe not if you're a Cowboys fan, but shout-out to Joseph. So if you're not a Cowboys fan, you probably didn't have a great time. Lalo's just been taking L's in <laughs> the Sports. Shout-out to my guy, man. He's, but he got engaged, so, so he got one victory. There you go. So one of his team's... You know, somebody got a ring. He won the most. most associated with him. <laughs> he won the most important one. Right? Was a ring, but shout out to Lalo. Uh,
0: the my team, the Chargers. They uh, they blew it. They had you know they were they had oh, to the leave. That would that would have been the most surprising game of the week. Yeah, yeah I mean Justin Herbert is plain awesome. I mean some of those passes that he made. Um, you wouldn't think he's a rookie quarterback. He's not afraid. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> like he just plays with so
2: with just – he's not afraid. Yeah, he looks seasoned, right? Yeah, 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 which is good. I think if you're a rookie quarterback, the worst thing is if you think you're, you know, you're trying to make mistakes and the Lakers are going to blow game three. Uh, so Lakers in five. We'll celebrate Thursday. But <laughs> – um, <laughs> But, yeah, the the, the Chargers are
0: – yeah, the Chargers have a good future, man. Yeah. Chargers right. have a good future. I, I agree with that. Good future. Um, may, they might even, uh, I don't know, maybe do a wild card or who knows. I mean, the, I know the Raiders would – I don't know, but um, it should, should be fun. Yeah, Joe Burrow got his first win. He tweeted out winning is fun.
2: So <laughs> that was good to see. Um that was a good one. The Cardinals was starting up hot. Everybody was on their hype train. Everybody was, like, super excited. They start week one. They beat my Niners, who are missing everybody, basically. Um, and it was like, oh, here they are, and they've lost. So that, that, that's made me happy. And the Ravens bounce back. The Ravens are just an imposter. I, I, you think so? Yeah, I, Lamar Jackson. I know everybody loves him. I know that he won the MVP last year, and and good for him. Touchdown, George Kittle. Let's go. I, I good for him. <laughs> but um, once the Ravens go down by ten, that's it. It just they're so easy to 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 kind of figure out. Once you're up, that's it. Lamar. Slows down. His passing is te- like is not elite. I just their team to they're, they're the Rockets for me.
0: Hmm. Okay,
2: they're the Rockets. They're gonna have a good regular season. They're gonna put up big numbers. The playoffs come around. They're gonna fall short. And I think that that's the the Rockets. So prove me wrong, Lamar. Prove me wrong.
0: Well, so what do you guys think about the the Bills? I mean, they beat the Raiders. They're undefeated. They're them, the Packers, which had a bye week, and uh, no, the
2: Packers play tomorrow.
0: They, oh, that's right, they play tomorrow. Yeah. So the the Packers are still undefeated. Uh, again, the, the 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 Bills and the Seahawks are the last undefeated teams. Do you guys think the the Bills are for real? I do. I do because of the defense. Josh Allen is a lot better
2: this season. I think we need to pump the brakes on the MVP stuff that he's been getting, <laughs> but. <laughs> But he's good, man. He he made some throws today in that Raider game that were really impressive. And he has the Diggs now, who's a real guy. So Diggs is a real guy that he has now. Um, and the Raiders are a frisky team, and so yeah, I think I I think they're for
0: real. Do you think they're for real? I mean, they were good last year as well. Yeah. Um, so I think. Um, they're picking up right where they left off. Um, mm. I, they're, you know, they were probably a little unpolished, and now they're very polished. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say they are for real. And in the playoffs,
2: let's not forget they they had a big lead on Houston, and they they, 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 gave, they choked the game away. So that, let's not forget that either.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Their defense looks looks really good. Um, they didn't. It the the score would would. Uh, would say that they, that they they were better than, than than you you think, mm-hmm. but, I mean as a unit together I think that they're still, they're still a very good defensive team, yeah. uh, barring any injury I think, yeah they're, yeah they're the real deal, so so what
0: do you think about this whole Kobe situation though know, Cam, Cam Newton, uh, and, yeah. I mean. He, he's not. He's not playing tomorrow. Uh, first of all, who do you guys take tomorrow? Um, oh, Kansas City. Kansas City, right? I've seen Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> but what do you guys? What, what are your thoughts on on this COVID situation with the NFL? Should there be a bubble, or or what should the NFL do? Are we gonna? Is this is gonna continue to happen, are they gonna push the Super Bowl off a few few more weeks? Or are they gonna not have a Pro Bowl game? Like, what what, what do you guys think? I think the
2: NFL is one of those. It's the, 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 the epitome of next man up. And, and I think that's what's going to happen with the NFL. Mm-hmm. The NFL is going to... Oh, who got COVID? All right, let's test everybody else. Everybody else is good? All
0: right, dude, just get you up. Know, that's dude. what we're seeing. With, we'll see you in two weeks. That's what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, I think the, the game that did get canceled was the Titan versus... Right. In, versus and Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they had so many... Uh, um Titans had so many players with covid it was just, you know. Yeah. That game will get rescheduled later on in the season. Week 7
2: they're saying. Okay. They'll play. So this week was a uh was a bye week. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just advanced the bye week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um but yeah, in terms of the bubble, to answer your question. I thought about that and I think that I think that could work. Uh, you guys brought up a good point that it's just fifty-three men rosters with you know another ten, fifteen coaches, so you know the numbers are just really massive for them to have a bubble. It
0: just wouldn't be as realistic as say the NBA. But maybe several bubbles, you know, uh, do four. I think Ed brought up divisional bubbles, or or maybe do four different locations of bubbles. It, it's hard, yeah. you know. Um, Maybe you travel between bubble, you know, like yeah. you hop on a plane and you go to the other bubble and so on. And, and that's it. You try to coordinate it to where, okay, you're going to be in this bubble. And, you know, you get to try to set it up where you do the, the minimum, the minimum travel for all the teams. Mm. But, I mean, it's hard to coordinate. I mean, the NBA spent so much money on this bubble. Yeah. I mean, which has been successful. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it, I just can't um, imagine how much, you know, the, it would cost to do the you know a, a NFL team with fifty man roster. Yeah,
2: yeah, it would be really hard to say, and I think, but I think that's how you, you won't see it because of the next man up mentality, and you got the practice squads and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and baseball was able to do it for the most part. The Cardinals were the only knuckleheads, mm-hmm. and they you
0: know they they were able to figure it out. Which, which makes me think that the NFL will be okay right. uh, once maybe they implement more restrictions. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think. Uh, as far as ratings, the the NBA did suffer a lot, uh, but I think for the NFL that shouldn't be an issue. I think because because they have great ratings, I think that's why they sh- they could get away yeah. with doing the whole bubble system.
0: Well what I mean by successful, I mean more like they haven't had any like COVID situations within
1: the bubble. That, that's that's no, more yeah, no, about no, what no. I mean. I'm, I'm just saying that that the NFL could get away with it even better. I think they would be more successful in the, in the NFL.
2: Yeah, but I think the reason why the NBA's ratings were down, I think, was all the social justice stuff too,
1: and also timing. Yeah, like if you're playing during the playoffs of baseball, you're playing during football. It's just yeah. There's too much. I mean, honestly, there's
0: so much sports going on right now that it, it is overwhelming. It's hard to keep track of everything. You can't watch it either. Like you know, here in LA, you, you had the Dodgers and Lakers playing on the same night in playoff games. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, what do you watch? Like yeah. you know, you only have one TV and you have to pick one, so that that's that's tough. And never does that ever happen. There's that you never get into that situation. Mm-hmm. You get into the hockey uh, basketball situation if you're a hockey fan, where those playoffs overlap. But as far as that, you know, you don't. Yeah. You yeah. know. So other than that um. You guys have anything else for the NFL before we go to my favorite sport, NBA?
2: <laughs> I think that's it. Man.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, in terms of in terms of the NFL, where we Yeah, so Lakers uh, lose tonight. Uh, I I, I uh, so this is game uh, three that they lost. They they had I would say they had a chance to win this game. Yeah, I would say they, I'm not going to say they gave it away. I think the Heat actually you know earned the win, fair and square. It wasn't a, but Lakers had the chance to to be able to. To beat the Heat, they it, they came within four five points uh, towards the end of the game, to the, within the last six minutes of the game. So it, I was hoping for a sweep. I, I said that the Lakers would beat the Heat in six. And the Lakers, you know, they played very well defense. They caused a lot of turnovers. Um, they've adjusted, um, and you, you know, you saw the the zone defense. Um, in game two, and they adjusted to the three. They, had, they shot the most threes ever in a game. Mm-hmm. And in this game, I'm not sure if they're not motivated or or their defense seemed really off. Um, their their defense was, wasn't what it used to be. They didn't get as many, uh, they didn't cause as many turnovers as they normally do. Yeah. Uh, what, what What do you guys see in this game? What was it? What do you guys think the problem Man, was? Anthony
2: Davis is really quiet. I know he got into foul but he was really quiet today. um We've seen the Lakers do this in the playoffs, in every series. There's a game that they take off, where I think they, they feel like they figured the other team out. They have the series wrapped up, and they kind of do this where they, there's a letdown game, and then they try to do push the you know they push to see if they can come back. And you saw it again, but Miami wasn't gonna cough up the game, uh, which. We'll see. We'll see if this is just one of those Lakers in five, game four and five, the latest smackdown. Uh, you know, game three would just be a, a blemish in, in the championship, or if this will give a team like Miami some confidence and they'll get them going, and, and now we're in for a long series. Who knows? Who knows? I, I think it's over on Thursday, game five.
0: But we'll see. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, my my only issue with them losing this game is that. That he had two players out, two of, the, of their best players out, so that does definitely give him a lot of confidence. And, right. and I, I mean, I'm not sure. What, you know, I feel like the Lakers have that little cushion, and they are relying on it, like you said. And I mean, we see we seen another series in the past where it doesn't even—it's not even a struggle—but they happen to to lose two games and it goes to a six. And reality, we knew. That the series should, should have been, a, if, you know, he never was in the way, anyways, but they right. he, drop, drop an egg or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, I think we agree. It's their uh, <clears throat> finals to lose for sure. But I think as long as LeBron plays smart and Anthony Davis plays aggressive, I think they'll be fine. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Agreed you guys have anything else to add to, to NBA talk before we move on to our next Doc topic?
2: Rivers, Philly, you guys like that? Good hire,
0: bad hire? I say, I'm, I don't know, because I, I think the, the Pelicans job, uh, even though I have an issue with ownership, I feel like the, the ownership wants to be in control of the coaching there because of the way Zion was played in the playoffs. I think that would possibly be a good good place good place to go. However, they're kind of in the rebuilding stage. I don't know. I'm sure if Doc Rivers wants to go through that again. He kind of went through that. I don't he, think he, so. I think they're... You think they're ready to win? I don't, but I think they're yeah. ready to start being a... to learn how to win. Yeah, because the, the whole reason Doc Rivers came to Los Angeles to play for the Clippers was because the Celtics were, you know, the dump, dumpster fire. And you know, all of a sudden you have Chris Paul, you have Blake, and so he's had a lot of potential. It was one of the first times you see a coach get traded to the Clippers. If you guys remember that, it was a trade. a contract. Yeah, he just re-signed with the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Was- yeah, so it was, it was really, it was, it was so weird. And I think even draft picks were thrown in there for him or something like that. So it sounds to me he doesn't want to go through that. He's probably in it later in his coaching years as well that he just wants to win today and of all the places to go, that as probably would have been the place to potentially win, even though I don't believe that they are championship material at the end of the day. Cool. Uh, the Sixers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't believe that they they have what it takes. Embiid, you know, it's not the you know he he, he doesn't have the best work ethic. Um, ben Simmons, I think I think, he, I think Simmons is fine, but you know more more than anything, uh, my issues with with Embiid, but, um I think it's good for him. You know, sounds like the guy wants to keep continuing to coach. Is it gonna? I, I think I think Doc Rivers is a good coach. He may not be a great coach, but I, I,
1: I'm happy for him. Yeah. I think it's a step up from their previous coach, but for the Sixers, mm-hmm. but I I I don't know if I don't know if Doc Rivers is enough to get them over the hump to 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 change their mentality like. They they need to shake that team's foundation. I don't think yeah. just throwing yeah just throwing a coach in there, I don't think is enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is it is it a good move um, for the Sixers? It's a slightly better move for the Clippers. We're yet yet to see. We'll see who who they who they acquire. who do you, who, who do you think they're gonna get? Well, we were talking about this a little bit. I, I said that maybe Jason Kidd would be a, a, a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's shown that he he can coach in this league. Uh, but I I think I don't know. Like there needs there needs to be some moves too. You know, Paul George is he is he still going to be part of that team, and if so, will the coach be enough to change him? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Paul George gets traded. Um,
0: I, you know, they, let's not forget they still have Jerry West, and Jerry West is a visionary. He sees when he sees talent, he he knows what he has. Yeah. And I mean, he obviously saw something in Paul George. I mean, maybe Paul George is going through mental, like my, you know, right. Like you know, mental health issues or whatever, which is keeping him from from showing his full potential. And um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. You know, when the rumors leaked out saying that everybody's available for trade except set for um, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. When, actually, surprising. You don't hear a lot from Lakers. You don't, I'm sorry, from the Clippers. You don't hear a lot of leaks from the Clippers. You don't hear. It was a quiet season. Like there was no drama, and now you hear everything saying that there was no leadership in the team. It yeah. lacked it, and it's not surprising because Kawhi is. You know, he's, he's mute. He yeah. doesn't talk, and. But Paul George, I wouldn't be surprised. He's kind of like that too. He doesn't really, you know, he yeah. doesn't seem like that kind of guy. If if anybody, it was Patrick Beverly running the show and Montrezl Yeah, those guys were probably the ones that were motivating the team. They're they're screamers, you know. You see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, if I was Doc, I would have waited
2: a year. Yeah, I agree. I think it's. I think Philly. They're talented you know but problem, yeah and it's just the, the fit the problem there was the, the offense and doc is not a, is not a coach you bring in when to innovate your offense Doc Rivers is a guy you bring in to talk and, and talk to your superstars mm-hmm. but the offense the, the sluggish offense the dead end offense is a staple of Doc Rivers. Um, so I just think it's it's. I would have waited I would have waited a year do some TV go over for ESPN again It just takes some time you're getting paid anyways just take the time relax and next season when an opportunity comes up and and you know because it would have been just the number one pick for everybody and a job opens up where you can go in there and, and have a better s- situation and
0: than the one he has now uh, that's what I would have done you know the coach that surprised me that hasn't coached to this day is Mark Jackson I, I thought he was a great coach with the Warriors and I mean, he he built that team up to to championship you know mm-hmm. caliber and he was just let go more for, more for issues he had disagreements with, with the ownership more than anything it wasn't even a coaching yeah. decision but he's taking his sweet time and I, I know we'll see him again it's just a matter of time I think he's the guy that, there's,
2: whatever it is that happened in Golden State has followed him throughout because he's a guy who doesn't even get a sniff at interviews now.
0: I don't think he wants to, though.
2: I think he does. If you hear really? him on the broadcast, yeah. he's yeah? constantly, you know, in a very subtle way, throwing his, his hat in the ring for a coaching job. That, But I think whatever it is that he did... Uh-huh. Whether it was the religious stuff or he, he took that to an extreme on a, on a professional team because the, there talks stocks of that where he would kind of treat the dudes that didn't want to go to the Bible study different than the dudes that went to the Bible oh, study. Really? And so that kind of stuff, he might never coach again. Oh, wow. So, but yeah, I think he's a guy who did a good job in, in, in Golden State. Obviously, Steve Kerr did a better job because Steve Kerr actually opened up the offense and, and unleashed the, the Splash Brothers mm-hmm. and Draymond. But in terms of the Clippers, I'm surprised they let Doc go without having a guy already. And and it just this just lets me know that the Clippers that Bomber does this out of impulse. He were super upset. I've spent all this money. I signed all these guys. I do all these things. And on top of it, these guys signed for two years. I give up everything. Oh, yeah, he gave up everything. And I lose. <laughs> I lose. I don't even get to play the Lakers. We blow a 3-1 lead that they had. You know, the Clippers have spent the most money on analytics. And the analytics showed that against the Nuggets... Lou Williams and Juan hero Harrell were no good. And Doc Rivers, an old school coach, who was going to ride his guys. And so I just think it was one of those things that, and if you read the stuff, it's one of those things that Bomber was furious. And you've seen it on TV. The dude's as passionate as it gets, as emotional as it gets, and he needed to get talked down, and they were trying to talk him out of not firing Doc Rivers, and it didn't happen but so the fact that they don't have a guy already in place, and and I guess we all thought they would slide in, uh, Tai Lu, and what I'm from what I'm hearing from Tai Lu is Tai Lu's got rid of Clutch, who was his former agent, got rid of him, and Ty Lu wants to get wants to get paid like a championship coach. Uh-huh. Granted, he does have a title, but a lot of these owners are looking at him
0: like. Well, you have LeBron. And it wasn't even a full season, if you remember. Yeah, it, yeah. Was like, it wasn't like it was even a half a season. Right. It was like a quarter of a season. Yeah. Like, he went in there, he walked into the playoffs. Right. <laughs>
2: so, and, every, and you know, these owners are looking at him like, well, you have LeBron. Like, are you a good coach? Or are you just a big name? Or are you just popular? So, it's going to be interesting where the Clippers go. I guess they, they can go Jason Kidd and that route. It's going to be very interesting what
0: the Clippers do because... The only issue I have with the Clippers is, if I'm a coach, yes, you have a chance to win a championship next year, but it's going to be a horrible five-year contract if if you don't because you have the chances of Kawhi walking, Paul George walking, and again, you gave your franchise away. You pretty much signed... Paul George. Yeah, you gave everything away to the Pelicans, and you're not going to have any draft picks for like five years. (laughs) So... It's it's not only a it's a great job. Again, it comes with a lot of risk. And it, obviously, if the Clippers win, if they're successful, if they make it to the finals, let's say, um, and you know, then they lose or whatever. Uh, that's that that's a better chance of keeping those guys around. But if they if, they, if so. they drop the ball like this like this, they're not I think keeping they, them around. I think they have to win no matter what to keep like, the guy to keep those guys. Oh
2: yeah, I, I think first of all, I think. I think Hawaii thought he was getting someone... I th- I think Hawaii thought he was getting a LeBron got with AD. As far as Paul George mean, right? A1A, yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I think he thought... Pa- I'm a 1A. I'm an alpha. Uh-huh. Paul George is an alpha. And what he found out is Paul George isn't even a beta. <laughs> and I think that's where you... See, and, and, and But it's harder because Paul George is talented. Paul George is good. And so the only guy you trade Paul George for is if you can get a guy like Bradley Beal. But outside of that, I don't know who you would trade for that. I think everyone in the Clippers ro- roster has to be available except for like Zubac... Um, why Paul George, unless he can get um, Bradley Beal, and even Shabbat, because he's young. He's on a rookie contract, so he's cheap. Everybody else, I don't, don't want to pay Montezaro $18 million. Yeah, there's rumors he wants out already. But, well, he's a free agent, uh-huh. and he's going to... I don't want to pay him $18 million. He's nice if you're paying him $8 million. $18 million? That's paying... That's Tristan Thompson. He's a shorty Tristan Thompson. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want that. Lou Williams? No, thank you. And so it's just the Clippers go from, you know, everyone's favorite pick to, like, where are they going to be next year? Yeah, they're going to be fine. and Or maybe because, right. because Kawhi wants to play 20 minutes a season. <laughs>
0: and you know what? I look back and I think um, – Toronto was a team that was it, was it was he walked in there and it was just the missing piece oh man and with the Clippers and he had leadership he, everywhere yeah it was, it was already established everything was there all he had to do he just had to suit up
2: <laughs> and nurse oh man yeah
0: and with the Clippers he played more of an important role because the, the team yes the the, 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 the you know the, 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 a lot of, the part of that team was already there the following year but you have to remember that this was this team was Kawhi's team. Like it was supposed to be his team. It was supposed to be uh, built around him one hundred percent. Yeah. Because um, you saw the Raptors, you know, without Kawhi, you know, they would still win games. Um, and I mean, so the, technically, he was just more. He was like that 6 man, but you're your superstar with the Raptors. Right. And, and and with the Clippers, it was he was everything.
1: And. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Yes, but but I. I think it's 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 more of a other people didn't play up to the expectations that everyone had hmm. I think I think that that's the main issue because I mean it's not like Kawhi was going to be a leader like we know that what he is he's not he did what he does like his numbers were, were pretty similar Paul George now I think that was the biggest drop off it was like yeah. Oh, wait we where, where is he? Right. Like what what happened? I th- I think if Paul George actually played well, they they would have played the Lakers, they would have been close too. But he just didn't show up. So if 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 he shows up, I think I think like this conversation is completely different. Hmm. So, I don't know, maybe it could be that that in the bubble he he just couldn't flourish cuz I would imagine that that happens to some people too, you know. Some people need to have a... everything yeah, yeah, they need to have their family around. They need to be able to have their freedom. Maybe he, he was just going through stuff. And maybe, maybe he had a routine that he doesn't do or yeah, something maybe, maybe he's just me- mentally, he, he couldn't get past that. So I think that's the biggest issue because Kawhi gave you what he was going to give you. But, I mean, you, we can't just operate assuming that Paul George is going to be different Next, next year. You know, he's
2: been the same guy
1: yeah. this whole time. Yeah. So that's 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 a that's a hard call.
0: Yeah. So who knows what's gonna happen there? Who knows if I mean that team's gonna look a little different. Um, yeah. I have some crazy thing.
2: Would you guys say you're running the Clippers? Uh huh. Did you blow it up? Call teams, be like, hey. How many picks are you giving for Kawhi?
0: And just start all over? I don't, I wouldn't do that. No. I, no. I think that they build towards this so much that if you if you if you blow it up, it is it smart. In a way, it secures your future. If they if if they have feeling, the only way I would do it is if I know Kawhi may not sign. Like if I had that feeling, he's not gonna sign. So okay, so right now, how confident are you that Kawhi says,
2: so, you know what? Tie me up another two, three years, and for the Clippers. I would say I'm pretty confident that he would. Really?
0: Yeah, yes. just given the fact that he's from Los Angeles, he's already been on three different teams. I don't see him leaving. I really don't. I see him staying with the with the Clippers. I think he's out. Really? I think
2: he's out. Look, the difference, and this like, you signed a two year deal. When well, LeBron came here, he didn't do what he did. With Cleveland. Cleveland. And he didn't he... do a one-and-one, one-and-one. On, one.
0: Right.
2: LeBron comes and says, give me a four-year max. And I remember the first year was like, well, I don't know, is LeBron really for us? Is LeBron, you know, is, is he committed to the Lakers? And they asked LeBron, I was like, I signed a four-year contract. Yeah. yeah.
0: And Kawhi didn't. You know, you made a good point, actually. That it's like. Yeah. And everything
2: went up in flames this season. Are we sure they're going to be better next year? He's a year older, more 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 minors on those knees. Is is Paul George going to all of a sudden become playoff
0: P? Is he fi- like I don't know? I don't think so. No, oh, yeah, I think you make a great point. I, I think you also have the Warriors coming up next year. In the, in, as far as the West goes, right? right. But that's the, that's well, the, the league issue. in general. Yeah, I mean you have the Brooklyn The Warriors
2: the Nets are back, that the road to go back. You have the Heat. The, the, the Heat. Yeah, the Nuggets are going to be yeah, bothered. The Nuggets are a year older. Utah's a year older. Yeah. So all of a sudden, this was the year. This was Phoenix? the season. Phoenix now. <laughs> yeah. This was the season for them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this was it. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the conversation though has to go. Can we get better players to pair with Kawhi mm-hmm. for this yeah. next season? Right. Yes. So if you can, then I agree with you. Then don't blow it up. But if you know you can't and you exhausted all your options, if you know you can't, yes, blow it up. What like what? What are you gonna do? Just run with run with Kawhi. Kawhi yeah. is great but he's not going to be enough to get you through the west no it, yeah because I mean it's going to be either, it's going to be feast or famine so
0: avoid the famine right? It's, avoid it yeah I just think
2: <laughs> I, I just don't know what the plan is in two years because
0: the, and, I just don't know and they have a new stadium opening up in 2025 <laughs> if they open it if they if they don't go to Seattle which and maybe that's why they don't do it because you guys sell some tickets yeah which was what the Lakers did with Kobe? They signed the, the Spectrum contract and the Time Warner contract at the time, and they, because of that, they signed Kobe for that stupid deal that right. where he was injured half the time, but most it, of the time. But it's one of those things that because I was seeing you guys those and
2: But the, the, you know they play in Staples downtown, and if you're from LA, you you, you know it's downtown. Yeah, they can't give away tickets.
0: Happens.
2: I don't know. I don't know. They're gonna now be responsible for their own arena, their own stadium? I don't know. I just don't know how all of this works out for them. I don't know. I just think the best case best best case scenario for them is blow it up I'll move to Seattle. Blow it up, move to Seattle and start all over. Yeah. But but
1: if you blow it up, I think when we say blow it up it doesn't just mean like okay we're gonna we're gonna tank right I think blowing it up with, with a purpose and what I what, right. I what I mean by that is uh, start to change the culture oh for sure you know like start baby steps like start developing the, the clippers so that not, not that people are, are going to think, oh, wow, the, the Clippers are, are this championship organization, but, uh, but that they have at least a good foundation yeah. and that people can get there. They have a good coach that's going to that, lead them, you know? So not just tank or blow up. Right. But actually with purpose. Yeah, I agree with that. Like,
0: uh, and I mean, it's possible. I mean, it, it's possible to, to, to fix, put a band-aid on this whole thing and avoid not having the owls picks that they gave away.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: because I just,
2: I don't know. I, I look at their team and and I look at the West. I don't know if the Lakers are going to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing with the Lakers. But the Lakers are in a better spot because they'll hopefully be coming off a championship re- run. AD, by all terms and purposes, he sounds like he's going to re-up. Max deal with the Lakers Hopefully he pops up Maybe and 15 so, Yeah times. So <laughs> the You know But the Lakers will be coming in Champions So it's different But I don't know man I think Things could get re, Real ugly, Real fast For the Clippers If they Don't win a title next year Because they have to win a title next year If they don't win a title Kawhi Paul George Walk away And now you're stuck on the team with no picks, no stars,
0: in Los Angeles. And we've seen teams, this happened to teams. We saw... The Nets go through that? Yeah, the Nets went through that. And you see the Cavaliers go through that? I have a crazy
1: idea. Yeah. Follow me, okay? <laughs> so, uh... Regulate them to the League. Jason Kidd, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, goes to the Clippers. Okay. They use him to lure... Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Giannis. Giannis. If you if you get Kawhi and Giannis, okay. So you bring in okay. You you can that'll that will work. That can be a contender.
2: Oh yeah, that would work, but you have to. Convince Paul George to
1: stay in Giannis to... No, no, I, I don't think like, Paul George is not part of it. Assuming <laughs> Paul George is in.
2: I mean Kawhi. My bad. Oh, okay. I mean yeah. Kawhi.
1: Yeah, Kawhi, and and if they they can keep some shooters or get some shooters, because that that would be the only question. If they can do that. Oh
2: yeah, if we do that,
1: you're but I, I I don't think it's it's like a it's it's attainable. I think it's attainable. Uh, I don't know, like. His brother lives in LA. Maybe that helps. I don't know. His brother's gonna be a, a a champion with the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only way I see it, like not being blown up.
2: Yeah. I think it's two years from now. I think it's a broad, different stage in his career. I just think if if we're. Get, the Lakers are somehow able to be in the Giannis sweepstakes, hmm. and it's Clippers-Lakers, I think the Lakers now have a very clear advantage in terms of players wanting to come here again. Because remember, for a long time, it was like, nobody wants to come yeah, to the Lakers. Yeah, nobody wanted to come. And Kobe's death has changed that. LeBron coming here has changed that. AD. AD saying I want to go to the Lakers if you trade me to Boston trade me to Boston I'm not going to stay there so I think if the Lakers are not a player in the honest in which I think the Lakers are going to do anything and everything to try to be in that conversation I just I don't know maybe, I, maybe I'm looking at it too negative I just don't see a road map where the Clippers are are good yeah.
0: I, I, yeah, I mean, even next year, right, I don't think they're, they're the team to beat. Right. Like, you know, even the Lakers, let's say they're not the team to beat either, but regardless, without the Lakers there, I don't think the Clippers are the team to beat. Just on the conversation we're having, I think the Nuggets would be the team to beat. Even the Warriors, like, mm. you know, like, yeah. those are going to be the teams. Forget the Mavs, The, the Mavericks, Mavericks. The yes. You see what I'm saying? Like, they're just... I think it's going to be one of the most MB- exciting NBA seasons coming up. Sure. I, think,
1: I think even the Lakers won't. I don't think next oh, next yeah. year they're going to be the number one seed. I, yeah. I don't see that happening either. Right. Whether well, they win or not, they they, they won't be that. Unless LeBron, but it
2: helps that they're coming off the top. Right.
1: Right, right. Unless LeBron develops a post game somehow, which I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, he hasn't done it now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's fun stuff, man. Um, yeah,
0: I don't know. NBA's always exciting yeah good stuff yeah uh, so uh, we're going to move on to our next topic and um, we I don't know so next topic is, is uh, happiness versus joy or joy, joy versus happiness yeah. joy versus happiness is the right way to put it and we wanted to go over the differences but more than anything we wanted to find joy um you know, I actually have been kind of stressed out recently, and that's how I came across this. You know, I started a new role in my job at work, and you know, I'm just juggling two different things, and and uh, it can be overwhelming sometimes. And I'm having long days, um, and my wife's like, hey, you know, let's do a devotional, let me find one. So we started doing a, a joy devotional. And I had a hard time with this devotional. It talked about joy, but I couldn't quantify it. I, I I I read the definition of joy. It didn't make sense. Like I read this devotional. The more I read it, it's like you're not telling me what joy means. <laughs> and you what's know, crazy is I, I went on this little rabbit hole looking for what joy meant. Right. And everywhere I went, it couldn't no one can truly define it and it took a while and, and I think I know what, what it is now you know maybe you can guys can help me out we can maybe put, work it out yeah um but more than anything I, I wanted to define um happiness first yeah. and we'll define joy uh so uh Miriam uh Webster's dictionary defines happiness as a state of being and contentment a and a pleasurable or satisfying experience mm-hmm. so it's a state of being yeah. okay and joy is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, success or good fortune, or by the prospect of posing with one desire. That's so, joy. That's joy. That's how they define it. Again, I, 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 even the definition doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I think in, in the definition, they even throw happiness and joy somewhere in there. And, and you know how they give you like two, two or three definitions. Yeah. So I even looked at a couple of dictionaries, and it was more than anything it was confusing. But I, I did want to share the the definitions with with you guys, so mm-hmm. you guys can kind of like see kind of what I was going through, what I was going through. Yeah. Um, but one thing I, I was able to, to pinpoint is that happiness is, is is that's definitely a feeling. Okay. But it's it's a. It's a temporary feeling, right? So you you have a car. It's kind of a beater. You're not happy with it. Yeah. You buy a new car. Yeah. You you You're happy. You're excited. You tell everybody I got a new car. Two weeks pass by. The yeah. car's old. You really want the next car. You want the bigger car. Yeah. You're not happy with that car anymore, okay? You, yeah. you, you're ready to move on because that's the reality, right? Yeah. We get the 60-inch TV, now we want the 85-inch TV, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not... they are never happy. You, right. you you move... You you know, you, you don't have a girlfriend. You're single. You finally get the girlfriend. Now you're happy. Hey. And then you get in a fight and you're not happy. You're like, wait, so being single isn't fun. <laughs> 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 or, you know, or, You know, um, whatever, right? And Stuff like that. You, you know, you're not happy with where you're at at work because... You, know, you wish you were somewhere else, and yeah. you get there, and then you're not happy because now you're stressed out. So oh, your old job wasn't as bad as you thought. Exactly, right. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know what you, what you lost. Um, so with that, you know, happiness is more of a, it's more temporary feeling. Yeah. It, it comes and goes. It, it's like your fuel tank. You're like, you have a full tank of gas, and you use it a little bit, and it goes back to empty. Yeah. Um, and usually happiness is more materialistic stuff, you know? Um, it's usually external. Exactly, external. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so, um, and so now I want to go over joy a little bit. And this is going to be harder because I, I'm still challenged through this. I'm not 100% sure how to explain it, you yeah. know. And and I think it's okay, right? I mean, like part of me is like, I don't feel 100% prepared for this podcast, but I think it's okay to, to talk about it and to try to talk about it and to learn from it. Um, but for what I got is joy is more of a of an attitude, okay? Um, it's independent of circumstances. So whether you had a bad day at work, whether you got fired, whether whether you experienced, you know you know the worst, it it doesn't change whether you're joyful or not. That doesn't change. You, you're still going to be joyful.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, you're content. So. Um, you're you're thankful for what you have. Yeah, you're satisfied where you're at. Exactly. Um, and uh, the last one I have, which I believe is the most important part from being a, a believer, is it comes from God. Um, I believe that you can't have it with, without Him. Mm. Um, but what, what I got out of this is, you know, you experience the loss of a job. Um, I've experienced that before. And I look back at it and it's because of that job, I was able to purchase a home. I was able to make my monthly payments to, towards my car. I was able to provide for my family. My wife and I were able to take vacations. And, and because of that job, I have the job that I have now. Mm. You know, um, So it's, it's one of those things where that's kind of what like, joy looks like. You 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 look at the bright side. You look at the good things that come out of it as opposed to having the negative attitude. Oh, I got, I got to let go. This is the worst. No, you look at it, You know what? I got to let go, but it's all right. I'm thankful for my experience there. I'm thankful for the battles that I went through. Um, it makes me a better person today. That's kind of what, what I got out of what joy is. Um, it, it's kind of... A thank, a, a thankfulness attitude. Um, yeah. You know. Um, before I go, before I get more dig more into it, um, what are your guys' thoughts here? Because I, I have a lot more, but I just you know, wanted to hear your thoughts on it. I
2: enjoy. Yeah, I think joy is one of those things that we say a lot, and it and it looks good on. It looks good on the the decorations you buy at Ross. Uh-huh. but it's
1: <laughs> or Marshall's <more> yeah <laughs> it's
2: just real hard to, to to get it to grab a hold of it right I think I to me the best definition that's because uh, it's one of these words and as a believer it's one of these words that no definition word would be satisfying enough right as I felt there's not going to be a definition that you're like, yes. But I think as a believer, we have to get to a place where you have to find a definition that is you are the most comfortable with. And to me, it's contentment. Being joyful is being content. And I think of Paul's letter to, to the Philippians And that letter, if you read Philippians, four chapters, and it's Paul talking about joy. Be joyful and rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. And so when we read that letter, we kind of think like, man, Paul was like feeling good. And he was like happy. And he was joyful. But if you read the background of of that book, Paul's in jail. It's one of the last letters he writes. And shortly after he writes that letter, he gets decapitated. The dude's in jail talking about joy.
3: That's, that's, that's what
2: blows my mind. And again, away. I say joy. Yeah. And I don't think Paul was uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, a masochist. Hmm. I don't think Paul was like, because I think you get, because of joy, you get in the, in the Christian life, this idea that you have to be thankful for everything. So somebody gets cancer, I'm thankful for the cancer. So, you know, you're, you're, you can't pay your rent. I'm thankful I can't pay my rent. Then it's like, I don't know if that's what the Bible means. And the Bible doesn't say to be thankful for everything from the standpoint of like, you know what, I am thankful I just got fired and my company is about to close. Thank God! But be thankful in everything. And I think that's where joy comes in, where not everything will make you say, yes, this is amazing, (laughs) but you will always be content and satisfied where you're at because it only comes from God. And I think that's the distinction between joy and happiness. I think it's impossible to have joy outside of God. I agree. I think it's impossible because true contentment and true biblical contentment from the standpoint of, and contentment doesn't mean that you don't want anything else. Contentment doesn't mean that you stop working towards something else. True biblical contentment is like, I have this. I am satisfied with this. I could keep this for a long time doesn't mean that I'm going to stop being lazy. doesn't mean that I'm not going to work more. doesn't mean that I'm not going to strive for more. But if I get something better, if I get something bigger, great. And if I don't, great. I am good. I am content. And I think that's where joy is different than happiness because you can get a phone and all the examples you use. I'm happy with it. Hey, how do you like your car? Dude, my car is sick, bro. I just got it two weeks ago. (laughs) Like my car. A year later, hey, how's your car? Eh, It's good, man. It's still, yeah, it's good. It's a year old. Good. Two years. Hey, how's the car? It's good. I've been looking at this car now. How's your car? It's 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 fine, man. Five years. But you're always looking for something else. The next thing. Where when you're joyful, you're content. You're you're not looking for this and this and this and this and this. You're satisfied where you're at and I think that's why it's so hard to to get a you know to get a hold of it because
0: how often do we have we felt genuinely joyful I think that's a struggle with I mean I'm just I'm that's my that's the struggle with with, that start with me and I think the struggle with the world yeah that we don't understand that we grew up in a culture where it's about happiness right and we don't understand that. and I think I listened to a couple of different uh, you know um, sermons to understand this better and I'm familiar with John Piper he, oh, John Piper. he yeah, he, he gave one where I, I'm not going to be able to explain it the way he did it, but he says as you're, as you're thankful, as you pray and you say thank you God, as you do that, you're worshiping God and through that, there is joy that comes back right at you. It's it's all. I guess the example is, if I give something, to, you know, to Ed and like, I'm like here. I'll, I I want to give you this this gift. I'm giving you a gift. I'm I'm having I have feel joy to give to you. Mm-hmm. And then like his reaction is is more like oh, maybe that's not the right way to put this, but he, he uh man. Well, maybe, maybe this is not right. <laughs> I'm trying to explain this, but. You just feel joy by giving, yeah. you know, by, by giving that, Yeah. You know, it's hard to explain. I got lost here.
1: <laughs> I think when it comes to, <clears throat> to joy, I guess I'm going to give my own kind of version, uh, combined with a uh, definition. So I, I think joy is a byproduct of wisdom, if that makes sense. Um, hmm. okay. uh, So, if if you're wise enough to understand what your source, right, like I said, source of pleasure or delight, so joy is gladness, and and, and, uh, so you have to focus on the source of pleasure or delight, that doesn't mean that, like for example, the the example that you were giving with the car, Mm -hmm. like if your source of joy is getting a new car, then... The car itself—that's all it's gonna do for you, if, if that makes sense. Because, the you you're using something material, to to bring you joy, right? So I I, I don't I don't think that. I th- I think joy exists, but but if you don't have if you don't have wisdom, then then you can't keep your joy, if that makes sense. Because then if it's if 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 your, if your mentality is that of a child, where uh, for example, like in Christmas, when you get when you get a nice gift that what you wanted, you're like, oh man, this this is great, you know. And, and I think at that level, maybe it is joy. But once once you keep once you keep growing, if 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 you focus on things that, that actually matter more, and you're and you're maturing, uh, I think like you guys were saying, if 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 your source of joy is God, then you keep that joy. Through everything, because you're not focused on, on um, for example, like if if you get joy because because your wife does this for you or whatever, sometimes she won't do it. You get what I'm saying. So if your your source of joy is is, is something that that I I guess for lack of a better term I'd say carnal. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's if it's something that will fail, just like anything in this planet, this galaxy. Uh, if, if something fails, then, then if that's your source of joy, then you won't be joyful very long. Yeah, I get totally get what you're saying with that. Yeah. And God is eternal, so yeah. that joy doesn't and, go and away. perfect. Right. So, I think it depends where you get your joy from, so that you maintain your joy. So, you're saying joy is found in other places, is yeah. what you're saying.
0: But you just... But I think it's, there's different it's levels. Not, it's not going to be forever if you go with something that's going to weather away, whether it's a car, right? It's going to weather away in time.
1: Or emotions, too. Most, most things we have are, are fallible. The only thing that, that, that is uh, the true source of joy would be God. Yeah,
0: actually, that uh, you know, I found a, a verse, Galatians 5.22. It, it reads, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness and self control. I thought, you know, sums up what you said.
2: Yeah, I, I think joy is, uh, joy is so, I think it, it's so important in the life of the believer. I think that the Christian has to fight for joy, fight to maintain the joy fight to keep, and I mean fight from the standpoint of it's so easy for us to get dragged down by the stuff around us the circumstances, the problems the storms around us that it's so important, so vital for the life of the believer to, to fight to maintain this level of understanding that God is with me I have no lack, even when you think, even when you feel like I am lacking this. To have the understanding, you know, what what the psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so being completely satisfied in God, when everything around us is telling us you need this, you need this, you're missing this, you're missing that, you, you're gonna have need this. And I think that's where I think we, we need to we we find the, the joy and we have to keep the joy because from the economy to the election to uh, the pandemic to, you know, the, those that are married, those that are single, and and the things that go on with that, that come with that, the marital problems, the loneliness, depression, anxiety, uh, health problems, and, and all of these things. It's super important to, to maintain this idea that I need to fight to not lose this joy. I need to be willing to be passionate to, make, to keep myself in this place where I am completely satisfied. And this week, uh, you know, this last week, we it came to, well, you know, to kind of face the fact I came face the face of it. And in my family, you know, we had a death in my family last Friday. One of my uh, cousins died from cancer. And it was one of those things that she, she was a believer. And, and you get faced with this, like... With, with with this thing of yeah she's with the Lord now hmm. but she's still gone I still feel pain this still hurts my life is forever altered in the life of her siblings her mom everyone involved they think like man like how am I how do how do I maintain not myself happy because obviously Unless you're a psychopath, you're not happy in that situation. But joyful. Because that's what the Bible calls us to be. Joyful. Count it all joy, the Bible says. So how do we do that with death? And and we do that with the understanding God is bigger than death. And to the believer, death isn't the final thing. To the believer, death isn't where it ends. To the believer, God reigns in, even in, in the death of the believer, they, God reigns because they, they live forever. So joy becomes even more of a gray area sometimes in death because you're like, so am I supposed to be Thankful? And I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes into this idea that at least I was told when I was little, thank God for everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank God for everything. So the bad happens, thank God. And you're just like,
0: so is he happy? Like, I, I don't understand. Does not make sense? Yeah. You know. I, I think, like I give the example of being fired from a job. Like, you're not going to thank him for, for being fired, but I think you will thank him for the experience that you had. Hmm. You know, for the opportunity that you were given at, at that pre, at that previous job, and then when you do get the new job, then maybe you'll thank him for that fact that you were fired. Maybe you know, maybe you won't. Um, so that's one of those things where maybe you could thank him for something like that. You know, I I think you know the situation you went through. I I don't think you could thank him for that I don't think you would want to Yeah. <laughs> but I I think you could I think you're thankful
1: for the memories from what I from what I see yeah I, th- I think we'll hear both of you guys talk about it th- oh. will this is this the night just got picked off we have
2: everybody hurt Nick Mullins you did not bring joy you are a thief of joy <laughs> in the words of Michael Scott come on man oh no yeah. Okay,
1: sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- I think what just hearing both of you guys speak, I th- I think what 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 comes to mind is you have to you have to have perspective. Mm. So that even when there are bad things that are happening, whether you want to look at the good things that you got from that experience... Yeah. ...or the possibility of getting a better experience. So, I that that's why I think when I was saying wisdom, like, I, I think that that's super important because there are a lot of people that are smart but aren't very wise. Mm. So, what that, what that means is, like, you understand how, how things work, but you, you don't really understand how it works for, for you, I guess. Um, so like in, in terms of perspective, I, I think when, when, when you lose, like, let's say a loved one, uh, if they were suffering, you can, you can find, you, you can find a joy in that, that they won't be suffering anymore right. yeah, yeah so i i think that, that that's what i mean like sometimes we have to take a step outside of ourselves mm-hmm. to understand that the wor- the world doesn't revolve around you mm. it's not you mm. things happen in spite of you yeah so if you take a step back and you see i try to do this a lot and take different perspectives like take take a step back and see what's happening and and if it not put yourself in God's shoes, but just be another party. Right. You know? Just, just see, okay, what, what can I see that's good here? Or, I understand that there should be pain, but what can I focus on so that I can get through this and keep my joy? And I think, that, that, as I mentioned, if, if you have, if you focus on, on the thing that gives you joy, if it's not something that's that's carnal or, or, or something that's going to fail, as most things do, I think you'll be solid. It's not to say that it'll be easy. Obviously, keeping joy is not—it's not it's not, it's not an easy task. But I think with wisdom and perspective, it's—it's it's attainable.
2: Yeah, yeah, I—I agree. I think that the important part is remembering you're not the center of the universe, and. When things happen, good, you know, whether from from death to losing your job, or even having, you know, having a miscarriage and stuff like that, it's bigger than you,
0: and that is why I think it's so hard to find joy. Which is why I struggle with trying to find the definition, trying to understand it. I almost feel like the people that talk about it don't even. I understand. I understand it to an extent. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. No, I... I, 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 it took I agree, few, I agree. It took a few... Even the, the wise people, Um, I don't think they can grasp it. Like, the people that, that are seasoned, you know, someone like John Piper. Not that he doesn't understand it, but, like, I, I had to listen to a couple of his sermons to get it. It wasn't just one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I still didn't get it.
2: Yeah. He <laughs> says... So John Piper has this thing... You know, and his thing is, you know, Desiring God, this is the website, and he defines it, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him.
0: That's what I was trying to explain. I didn't know how to explain that earlier when I got
2: lost. That's the, his motto. That's what he lives by. And it's a great motto, but it sometimes can get real hard to live by that, because you're like, so what does that mean? What does that look like more than what it means? Because... I think if we could see, if we knew how what it looks like constantly, we would kind of know what it means. And, and as I've had my, my troubles and with, with depression, it, it's sometimes hard when you're in those dark moments in those weeks where sometimes it feels like it's never-ending, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the darkness, the cloud that you're under and in those moments it's like man like how I feel the worst I feel all the and one thing that's helped me during those moments to get to the point of joy is what I feel whether loneliness worthlessness you know uh, alone and all these things these things may be real from the standpoint of like the thoughts are real They're, they're Totally real because I'm thinking them right now But they're not true What God says is true What's going on in the word is true What's going on around me is true That when I feel like nobody loves me The feeling is true But the, the feeling is real But that isn't the truth Because I got family, I got friends, I got on All of that Nobody's there for me And may feel very real but I can reach out to somebody, hey, I need to talk, blah, 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 and it becomes all of a sudden not true, and I think that's one way, another way to get to a point of joy where the things that may feel real, we got to test them to see if they're true, and a lot of joy comes from the, the understanding, man, what, what I am going through, I just lost my job, it's the end of the world. It may feel that way, and that's a very real feeling. And if you've ever been laid off, it sucks. I've been laid off, and it's the worst thing ever. But you end up finding out, wait, it wasn't true. It was real, but it wasn't true. Hmm. And I think that's a, another balance. Because you know, I think at this point, we're, you know, at any point, I think for us to... What we're approaching this very humbly, because... We admit, hey, I, we don't know what it means. We're trying to figure right. it
1: out and, yeah. I, and throw these things into the the ring, you know. I, I think what what it sounds like we're we're all trying trying to do right now is contextualize joy, Right. and contextualizing joy is, is a is a hard task. But the, the the only way I see us doing it is is if through the pursuit, because if if you're pursuing joy, and like I said, if you keep the focus and in a God, then through the pursuit, you're gonna know how to combat the the stuff that, that brings you down and takes away joy. Cause I feel like like maybe maybe joy to try to try to paint a picture. Maybe we got we have this glass and the the joy is, is full, and let's say depression comes, and that, that means okay, we spill some water out. Mm-hmm. So now it's a, it's a little more empty. So we need to find a way so that the joy that came out that we put it back into the glass, right? Yeah. So so through through living and through the active pursuit of joy, we're going to understand how how we function. But I I think also in that it's it's it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but Yes, focusing on your joy, but make sure that you aren't the source of the joy. Mm. So I think that's where the perspective comes Because then that
2: becomes happiness.
1: Yes. Yes. Because if you're just trying to please yourself, then you're you're not joyful. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I I think I think. Keep perspective. Keep your eyes. Keep your eyes on on God, and f- and find ways to combat the, the the stealing the stealers of joy. As right. you said, what was his name? The thief of joy is uh, Nick Mullins. Oh my God! Thief of joy, Nick
0: Mullins. He so, got beds. Good I, job. I think it's interesting how you put that. I think it lines up exactly with John Piper's um, um what what you just read off, German. Yeah. Uh, but more than anything, I, I think your concept is, is is a trip. The fact that you have a cup that's that. It's full of water in this mm-hmm. case it's full of joy and obviously you go through life and you you know like you wear out your tires you get worn out right a little bit spills mm-hmm. so that means you have to keep refilling that and, and I think I think that's a trip how you put that into perspective because I I almost feel like we can define happiness mm-hmm. because there is something there there is a new car in, in your front mm-hmm. part of your front in your garage right so you so you can define happiness like that right yeah and if you put joy in a cup that's almost defining in a way because but, but I guess the source is God right so you have to keep going back you have to keep going back to to fill that up so I, I think that's a good way that's amazing the way you put that together right now it helps me realize, visual, visualize visualize it. it and at the same time it, it makes me realize that the joy is not just, it doesn't look one way it it, it could be unsteady at times but he had to figure out a way to to go back. And I, I think from, from this conversation, if we were all to do this right, um, being in joy, having joy, um, it solves everything.
2: Yeah, and I think it, it should, one of the things that we should add to this, it, it's crucial to be in scripture, you know, at least the because that's how you get to a place where joy isn't within you. You're not the source of your joy. Where scripture allows you to understand it's bigger than you. And, and reading scripture correctly, reading scripture the way it's supposed to be read, from the standpoint of you're not the main, you're not the hero. So if you're reading 1 Samuel and you're reading David and Goliath, you're not David. And your marital problems is not Goliath. Your debt is not Goliath. Your whatever is not Goliath. You're not David. Jesus is David. And you're, and the Goliath is what Jesus takes down. You are the the, the, the scared is Israeli soldiers that are there. And, and and that's a huge understanding of of joy from that standpoint because we sometimes as believers, get to a place where we're talking about these things. How do I get to these things? How do I get joy? How do I get faith? How do I get peace? How do I get grace? How do I get all these things? And it starts with Scripture. And if you're not in Scripture, joy becomes even more of an impossibility to attain because there's nothing that... You're not feeding yourself by what God gave and left on the earth for us to, to feed off of. And I think it's, it's important to, to throw that in, in the conversation as well.
0: Yeah, this has actually been a really good talk. So it's, it's been a very... Uh, it's definitely having this conversation, like talking about this, and like I've been reading into this and it, it opens up my eyes more, getting your guys' perspective. Mm. So I'm not sure if you guys have anything else to add to this. No, that's it. All right. So, great, great chat, guys. I really enjoy this. Uh, so, it's definitely a, a good reminder, you know, to good reminder. Um, so, yeah, let's just move on to our final thought, german Final thought.
2: All right. So, we live in the age of of technology, social media, smartphones, iPhone, Android, whatever you got. And we live in a world now where I think we're all, but for the most part, on our phones always. And we're checking our phones. We're, we're check, not checking one of the social media accounts. We're responding to a text message, looking through an email, reading the news, looking at the weather, whatever. Our phones is everything now. Mm-hmm. But you want to learn something? boom what does this cost google it and we live now in a place where it's kind of it's all social media it's all phone not not social media it's all phone and so you you get now this group of people that talk about being present so there's this spoken word by this uh, rapper propaganda shout out to him where he does the spoken word uh, being present Uh, and he talks about the importance of of being present off your phone, paying attention the whole thing and I think that's overplayed I think this idea in in the world we live in now where people say man you know what would be amazing it would be amazing if you could just show up to a place, no phones no nothing, just conversations the way it used to and I think that's super played out I think I am able to be present and be on my phone. check and not in a rude way where I'm just constantly on my phone and all you see is the top of my head. But I can check oh, I just got this and still be completely engaged, be completely involved in the conversation. Uh, the person doesn't feel like oh he's not paying attention my my, my ability to keep up in the conversation and add to the conversation isn't, is isn't diminished because I'm on the phone. I think the people who who want to live in this world where it's like pre-smartphones need to get over it, adjust with the time. And, yeah, if someone's being super rude about it, call them out on it. But if someone's responding to a text message... While well, you're saying something that's not this life changing thing. You're just telling me about your commute to work, and you get crazy because I respond to the text. Like, come on, I'm present. I'm here. I'm here. And and I and maybe and and that's where I come from. I think we could. We live in a place and a world now where I can have my Twitter up. I can have. A game up, and I can still be conversing. I can still be talking, and nothing changes. That's my final
0: thought. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm on the other side. Uh, I mean, we're doing this podcast. I mean, start off, and we have a football game in the background, right? And there was a touchdown, and we were in the middle of something, and we got interrupted because of what was in the background. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the. The, that's part of even though we were completely focused on our topic we have this in the background it still serves as a, dis, as a distraction yeah which to me you're not 100% focused on what we're actually doing because the, the fact that it was I mean it caused a distraction within the pod sorry guys <laughs> so it, it's fine I mean, just, I mean we're talking about this so I right, right. bring it up yeah um and um I, I get your I get your point of view. Um, I think it's it, we live in a world where it's very hard to put your phone down. And I mean, you have stuff going on there. You have family reaching out to you. It could be an emergency. Um, and you have your email. You have your work. I mean, it's you know work is ha- you can't get away from work these days anymore because work follows you whether it's on your phone or, or you know you have a laptop on you. Like you cannot get away from work. Yeah. Work is with you. You know, twenty four seven. Yeah. Um you might get that phone call, it's an emergency, you have to go take care of it. Again, work related. Um I don't have a problem if you and I are casually talking about something and it's not in my in in my opinion that important. You know, maybe we're talking about the weather, right? <laughs> and you look at your phone, you respond, I don't have an issue with that. Um but I do have an issue if it happens throughout the conversation a lot. I do have an issue uh if I find that at times you're not responsive um I do have an issue um if I were to go on a date and the girl that I'm on a date with does that Dude. a few times what's that? nothing yes, a few times I want to have an issue with that I don't think I'm gonna give her a second date like this girl's on her phone half the time
1: then she's not that cute I'm just
0: kidding <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you know <laughs> I I don't think I, I, I wanna go again um You know, there's. I've got a car accident once. um, I'm driving in in my car. I look down because my phone lit up. I didn't touch my phone. And I got in a car accident because of that. I looked down a second too long, or I don't know. That tells me my phone is a distraction. Um, They have done studies in the past where people are on their cell phone with, with Bluetooth devices, wireless. And they're saying it's just as dangerous mm-hmm. or worse. Actually, they're saying it's worse than drunk driving. To, to be on your phone wirelessly on Bluetooth with both of your hands on the steering wheel, but the fact that you're on the phone trying to conduct a vehicle, yeah. they consider that worse than drunk driving as far as focus goes. Um, I saw this other study that, that they talked about that that back in 2000, our attention span was 12 seconds. And it's actually gone down um, to 8 seconds in the world we live in today. This, this study was done in 2015. So from 2000 to 2015, the attention span dropped down from 12 to, to, to 9 seconds because of smartphones. Because we have more distractions. Um, so I, I get where you're coming from. I totally do. I understand it because I'm guilty of it. Like, but I also believe that, that being in the being in the present, being in the now, does require you to put your phone to the side. Um, I don't believe that if you have your phone on you, you really are in the present in the now. Yes, you are engaged, but not 100%. I, you see, you know, there's they bring, they're bringing back old phones with, you know, with, that are no longer smartphones mm-hmm. for a reason. You know, there's people that are buying them. And I think that's the reason why, um, because we, we see that technology is great. It's, it's beautiful. They do all these, it does all these amazing things. I can use it for, for maps. I can use it to communicate with more people. But I also believe as much, as great as it is, there's also a burden to it. And we should be careful with it and know when to put it away and when to not. Um, you know, if you have, a, if you're at the dinner table with your family having dinner and the you know, everybody's on their phones, and you're not really having a family dinner because your dinner's with whoever you're on on social media. You're giving them the, their attention, you know? Um, so that's my perspective on that. Um, I have seen uh, when you do put the phones away, there is more interaction with, with people. Um, and I, I also believe that we were so used to ha- having something in our hand. I remember one time I had a fidget spinner in my hand, and it took away that satis- that, that the it, it gave me the satisfaction as if I was on my phone, <laughs> because I had something in my hand to play with. You know, I also believe eye contact's a big deal. Like looking into someone's eyes and having that conversation, I I, I believe that that plays a role. I believe that if you can't look at someone in the eyes, like you know, it could be shady. You know, maybe, maybe maybe there's other reasons why you can't do it, but mm-hmm. I also believe that's. Important, yeah. You know, those are my thoughts, but I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I'm guilty of it. You know, it's hard not to be on your phone when you're talking to somebody. You know, yeah.
1: but I, I get your view. But I, I think when when it comes to to being present, uh, I will see it one thing. Some people are able to do it, and I think that's where you're coming from. Because, uh, like, if you guys don't know, German can. Watch three games at, <laughs> and record a podcast and tweet at the same time. How he does it, I I don't know. I have to put my phone in the back. So, but I, I'm self-diagnosed ADD, like like everyone. <laughs> Shout out to MMD. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad. Like I, I'm watching the, the the game that that distracts me. Even if I don't care who's playing, but yeah. it's not my team. That distracts me. A sound could distract me. You have something in your mustache, not that you do. Like I, <laughs> that'll distract me. Mm. But I, I think, uh, person to person, it's it's different. Yeah. But I think, generally speaking, most people can't function or be present with their phone in their hands. Yeah. And and I think it's, I think it's something we're 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 slowly, gradually easing into because I know the older generation most of them can't do it like period I try to have conversations with, with oh yeah. With yeah my mom <laughs> and then she's like I, like the other day I, I told her I, I told her hey, hey mom like I was going to tell her a whole story like I, I was excited to tell her a story and as soon as I start speaking she unlocks her phone puts on her glasses and and she just starts reading something it's so, like I'm talking to you that's not how that works and then she's and, and then I, I left huh? And, and, huh? Then, and then she's like mijo mijo and I come back and I, t- I told her if you keep doing that I'm not going to talk to you <laughs> but I, I I understand what you're saying maybe one day we'll get to that place yeah but I feel like most people aren't there and I'm speaking for myself only but also from what I've seen yeah I think you're rare I think,
2: look, I, I think I, maybe I'm speaking for the rare people then, because I just think, like I get this all the time. Hey, I'm I'm here. I'm like, yes, I'm here too. I nothing happened. My conversation with you didn't didn't, didn't diminish. My points didn't get weaker. It's not like I was like, what, what, what was that again? Because if it's a serious conversation, then yeah, hey, let's do it right here. we're we're talking you and I we're doing this I'm going to look you in the eye but if we're just hanging out and nothing's really happening we're just hanging out we're talking about whatever and it's just a whole lot of nothing vital that's where I have the problem I get the driving and I get that I think yeah don't, don't be on your phone. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. Today, there was, a, there was a girl on my way here. It was green night. I was turning, and this, this girl wanted to go straight, and she just... Three cars turned left. Three of us turned left, and so she realized, oh, and she went, this is the worst. Yeah. But I, I was speaking to her from the standpoint of you're in a social gathering. We're socially here together. But I think we're just—it's
0: a kickback. We're hanging out. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah, if it's a kickback, it's fine. I mean, like I said, you get a text and you reply. You you know, maybe it's your girlfriend, your wife saying, "Hey, are you you there yet?" Or it's cool. Hey, you want to make sure you're safe? That's cool. Yeah. But if you're constantly on it and you're at a kickback, I think that's different, you know. But I get what you're saying. I think you're speaking to more casually, right? Picking it up. Hey, oh, oh, the Lakers won. Okay, cool. And you put it away, right? Yeah. You may even be a conversation starter to continue. Yeah, that hey, conversation. Look at this. yeah. And I get what you're saying. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, Ed described uh, German the way he operates. You know, and it's true. He has a computer here, has an iPad, and he has his phone. <laughs> and we have our TV here, so it's like a million things going on. My yeah. sister, growing up, um, she would do homework with TV. She would be oh, studying. Yeah. And, I, I wouldn't believe her. I'm like, you're not doing homework. <laughs> and you know what? I, I and She was. And and uh, she needed the TV like background noise or who knows. And, and it worked for her and it continues to work for her. And uh, so that's why, you know, I think you're one of those, right? I, <laughs> as far as like...
2: I tell people at church, I write my sermons with the office in the background <laughs> or with... I need some. I need noise. Uh-huh. If you put me in a room and everything's quiet, I'll get stuff done. It's just going to take me a lot longer. I just need something. So I'm preparing for my sermons, reading my. I do my devos with something on, something mm-hmm. on. I need the uh, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a game, whatever. Ooh. Tomorrow I'm going to be preparing for my sermons. With the two Monday night games on. <laughs> but that's just. But to me, I that works for me. Yeah. And I and that's where I come. That's this is where I'm coming from. Let's just just let it be. If someone can do it, let them do it. Don't be so crazy. Don't be so judgmental about that whole thing. Just let test. And if somebody can't, then yeah, you call them out. You say, hey, you know what, you suck at that. So either be here or don't be here at all. And, and that's that, that's,
1: that's, what, that's what I think. Yeah. Sounds like you don't want to be alone with your thoughts. I'm oh, I
2: love it. <laughs> no, but that's how I am alone with my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's weird. I, if, if I'm by myself, I can't focus. If I'm in silence, I can't focus.
3: Huh.
2: I need Something. Because I'll watch, I'll put the office on, and then I'll start thinking of stuff, and then I'll start working. And then the office just
0: becomes something in the background. You know, it's funny, you, you mentioned this, I was listening to a podcast earlier in the week, and it was about this guy, he's a, he's a health guy, mm-hmm. and he went over, and he, he was asked to talk to this company, like, hey, I want you to go to my company and talk about health. And he did, and he shadowed this guy the entire time, and he spoke throughout the day. They spent the day together. And he said, he's, I was really amazed by the way this, the owner of the company operated. Every time people would come into his office, hey, we got to talk. All right. And they go for a walk. Yeah. So like happened a bunch of times. Like he, he would go on a walk with these people. Yeah. And he's like, what, will you do that for the health reasons? Or is that is that how you get your steps in? Or is that what you're trying to do with your Fitbit or what? He's like, no. He's like, that's one of the reasons. But the real reason is because when I go for a walk, I find myself to be more focused, more sharp. And we have better conversations, and I thought that was interesting because um, I mean, this is this may I think you're kind of experiencing very similar things in your end when you're trying to do work on, by yourself. Mm-hmm. Because my wife and I will sometimes be at the house on the couch just hanging out. It might be a little quiet, but we like hey, let's go for a walk. And my wife and I every time we go to on walks, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. We have all these conversations. It's never quiet. Yeah, and I think it it it, it the fact that you're moving, that you're doing like Activity just like your mind just goes to these places, you know. Um, car rides are like that for me. Yeah, I do that. At, yeah, I, I love taking showers. car
2: rides with people. <laughs> um, I just have conversations. Hey, yeah, I, I I did I I love doing that. I love hey, let, let's go for a drive. Um, I need to go wherever. Like get in the car and
0: start picking yeah. brains and yeah yeah yeah. So is that, I think it's interesting. Like, I think I think the. You know, your, your mind gets somehow gets stimulated or something like that. I mean, but that's I think that's more like a one-on-one situational uh, things. I, when I when I work, I since any quiet times when I'm reading stuff, I, I can't have a podcast on when I'm reading. If I'm just working, like doing stuff without having to think, mm-hmm. I do podcast then. Um, or, but if I'm like having to read something and, and it's kind of challenging to understand, I, I I can do music that yeah. helps, but I can't do Podcast over. I just need quiet time. Yeah, yeah. And I think the point of this
2: final thought is let's just reevaluate what we think the definition of being present. Well, I, I, my definition of being present will still the same. Yeah, it's just <laughs> let's let's open it up a little bit. Let's not be so close-minded and think
1: it's, it's malleable.
2: Yeah, it, it's moving. It's it's and if the person is able to interact with you and you feel like I got. A good amount. I got I got what I wanted from this person in the conversation I think that's important I think if friendships even you know our, our friendship has grown as our conversations have grown and even like in you know in this terms of this podcast did we give the best of each other and I think that's where we have to that should be the definition of present when you were at the place physically did you give the best of yourself? Because there's, there's, there are times, there are people who may not have their phone on them. They're spaced out. Right, that, that happens a lot. And that, to me, is far more annoying than the person who's on their phone laughing along with us. The person that I'm talking to, you know, wait, whoa, whoa, what? You're here! I didn't whisper that! What do you mean, what? I'm sorry? Like, that, that, that drives me nuts. I'd rather deal with somebody who's on the phone and at least I know okay they're here with me they're present and that's what I that's what this final thought is yeah let's just brighten up a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah I think what you're saying is I, I get what you're saying yep. you know I, I am, it, as far as I go I, it, it, as far as me um, I, I I believe being present is completely being present mm-hmm. and, and being completely engaged yeah. Um and I think what you're you're saying is you know let's cut or let's cut ourselves some slack and and these time and these uh, casual times, right?
2: No, 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 no. I'm all I'm with you. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a conversation, I'm in a conversation, and we're all in. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do it, and let's do it right. If we're hanging out, we're hanging out. Uh-huh. Whether we're talking about you know what is joy, or whether we're talking about the annoying guy at work. Either or. It, they're both important. Let's be there. Let's be present. All I'm saying is, if I put my phone, if I do this, doesn't mean that I'm not here. I'm still here. I'm still part of a conversation. I'm going to interact. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to react to stuff. I'm going to be here. That's all I'm saying. Right. So I think all interactions are important. I think to be social is important. I think all of these are important. But if I send out a tweet... It's not that I think the tweet is more important than you. I'm here. I'm here. Both. I'm gonna to listen to you. Granted, not maybe not everybody can do it, but I, I'll be here with you. And all I'm saying is, when we think of what it means to be present, that's just.
1: Yeah, it's just soaking up a little bit. Yeah.
2: They're like, hey, the guy's on his phone. He's not here. It's like actually, he's more here than you, because that's sometimes the case. The person that's on the phone tends to be. More attentive to the one that's on the couch, just falling asleep. In the conversation. That's what I'm saying. Just, just open up the definition. A
1: bit. Yeah, I think it's uh, everyone's definition is going to differ a little bit. Yeah, but as as far as seeing, like you, you can tell if someone's present or not, even if they're on their phone. Yeah, you them. can. Right. I mean, I think what you're what you're referencing is people that are nitpicking, like. Oh, you took your phone out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you took your phone Oh, yeah. here
1: we go. Yeah, yeah.
2: Here we go what? I'm here.
1: I'm so here. If I ask you a question and then you didn't answer that, then. Exactly. Oh, okay. He he doesn't care what. Or <laughs> you're not that interesting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just totally yeah. sucks. I'm just sorry. <laughs>
0: <you>. <laughs> yeah, because we're, let's be real. We're all guilty of this. You know, yeah. We're all guilty of picking up our phones when someone's there. One hundred percent. know, But... Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those where you have to be careful of how you do that. Yeah, you know, and you get to know when too. Like, let's say you do have to respond. You know, you, you, um, maybe you should wait a little and, and, and wait for that moment. You know, if someone's telling you something very important, oh, yeah, definitely, and you really have to respond to this. You maybe want to hold off a bit. Exactly, yeah. and, and I, yeah, so I, I get yeah. It. yeah, yeah. And I think Friday was a great
2: indicator of that. Friday, we hung out, we watched the game, and then we got into like this deep conversation. Had I pulled out my phone there, that's like, okay, dude, Mm -hmm. like,
0: really? Like, or or really? And I think that's 100%. Yeah. No, and sometimes I get frustrated when I don't have my phone and everyone's on their phone. You know, Mm -hmm. like, that frustrates me sometimes. Like, I'm going to give up. You know, I'm like, whatever, I'll hop on it too. Yeah. I guess you know. Don't give up. (laughs) You know, like give up on everything. Yeah, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm, I'm I'm the one on it. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well. But like I'm sometimes like I just like okay, whatever. I'm done. You know, I'll pick it up and and I'm I'm lost. You know and yeah, yeah, you know. But
1: you should be the light. Yeah. (laughs) So you mean turn on your flashlight on your phone?
0: Turn on the (laughs) flashlight. Start reading. Just keep (laughs) doing that. Yeah. All right, guys, well, um, I'm not sure if you guys have anything else that you want to
1: add to this before we wrap it all up. Oh, yeah, my sister's zip code is 90UWISH. Oh, man. I was like, oh,
0: he's actually going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wow. (laughs) Drop off a, 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 you know, maybe shower present or something, you know. so, guys, thanks again for listening. Please uh, don't forget to follow us, dot that, that, underscore on Instagram. You know, Rate, review, day. subscribe on
2: Spotify, Google, Ditto. Apple, anywhere you get your pod, please. Rate, review, subscribe. Go Lakers. Free Canelo.
1: We love you, Ireland.